Welcome to the SIM Como Soy podcast, the path to empowered living, where we explore the transformative journey of self-love, confidence, consideration for all, and embracing the life you choose. Join us as we dive into empowering conversations, inspiring stories, and practical insights that will ignite your inner spark and guide you towards a life of authenticity and fulfillment. Together, we'll uncover the power within, celebrate our unique essence, and create a world where self-love and acceptance flourishes. It's time to step into your greatness and unlock the limitless potential that lies within. So grab a cup of inspiration, tune in, and let's embark on this incredible journey together. Hello, everybody. So welcome back. On today's topic, we're going to be talking about self-criticism. We are our worst critics. If you haven't heard that before, you're hearing it now. We are. This all has to be tied down to the way we grew up for most of us. Um, we could have seen our parents be very judgmental of the people around them. Like, hey, if he dresses this certain way, he's a bad person. If this girl is wearing a tube top, she's considered a whore. You know, things like that. Um, if you don't dress up, you're not, you're just less of a person because you're not constantly getting ready. Um, if you wear this certain color, you're very depressed or things like that. We, there's a lot of people around us that could be very critical of the people around them, which actually stems to them being critical about themselves, which is why most of us are our worst critics because we're basing it on the things that we grew up seeing, hearing, being around, like we all can say, we go to a party, we go to the freaking quinceanera of that year, and if you're single, you know, damn well, all your tios are going to be telling you, mija, ¿por qué no se ha casado? ¿No tiene novio? Honey, why haven't you gotten married? Why do you not have a boyfriend? Like, you're getting old? Like, ya ni vas a poder tener hijos? Like, they freaking tell you so much shit. If it's, if it's not because they, it's like if they're even telling you of how you're going to freaking die. They don't go that far, but at least they're telling you all these kinds of stuff that makes you dread even going to a freaking party to dance. Because we know most of the tias that we got around us are talking shit. We just know it. So this is why most of us maybe not feel com the most comfortable wearing a dress or, you know, or wearing being being who you are by wearing a certain outfit like you cannot be you is what I'm saying around your family a lot of times in a party because you know you're gonna get judged up and down up and down same same reason why most women in the household feel like they need to have the house spick and span because they will be criticized I am guilty of that. I am guilty of judging, of being critical of other women if their house isn't clean because that's the way I was brought up. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I have got, gotten to the point, and I don't have kids, where I've learned, hey, it is okay to have a messy house. Life is not perfect. If you have children, your it's even worse. Your house is not going to be spick and span all the time. But you will figure out when can you clean, especially if you work from home or you're um, or even if you're a stay at home mom, you know, you need a routine for your dishes to be done. 
for something, you need a routine or else your house is constantly going to be in shambles, which is what I found myself having my house in the past like month or two, because I've just in my brain, I've been good, but I guess I feel like I've been all over the place. Hence why my home has been all over the place. And little by little, I've been doing marking off my list of things that I need to get done. And my house is feeling better. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more clear. Things like that. So going back to self-criticism. This is, it's the way we grow up. Mainly, to be quite honest. Um, because you hear from somebody else. Kids don't just grow up. Like, kids are blunt in general. But they're not just looking at you to criticize you. Kids are just like, oh, hey, you want to play? It's just, you know, unless you're taught the same way you're taught to be hateful or whatever, but you're taught bad things and you're taught good things. And sometimes the parents don't understand what they're doing. Well, they don't understand the, the level that the certain things that they say or do, how we absorb that even up into our adulthood. So criticism automatically creates doubt. Even if you're at work, and you have a boss that is pretty demanding and you, it seems like you can't do nothing right because they have certain standards of how they want something done. So if you know you gave it your all, like you did what you, this is, they told you you need to do A, B, C, and D. You did A, B, C, and D to the best capability that you knew how to do that task, right? And that boss finds something to criticize and automatically when they tell you, you know what, you could have done this better. This, or if they even say that, that's actually a lot for those type of bosses because if they're a good boss, they'll let you know, hey, this is, um, this is where you messed up and I'm just letting you know just to kind of so it doesn't happen in the future and so you could kind of work on that. That's a, that's a good dialogue there. But when someone tells you, this is a piece of shit, whatever you did, what, this is not what I wanted, you didn't do this, and you know you did exactly what they were telling you to do, and in the meeting you heard exactly what they wanted to say, and you did everything, they will automatically cause you to feel like, I really fucked up. I didn't know what I was doing when you know you wrote things down, you took notes, you recorded the conversation, the meeting, you re-seen the videos, whatever you did, you know you did the work. But like I said, it's not up to their standards that are way too high because they want perfection. And that is where you have to come in and tell yourself, you know what? No, I did everything that I was told to do in the way that I was told to do, and I executed the job. I know I did all of those things. I know I, I did my research. I, I know I did. Believe in yourself a little more. And that way, it also helps you when you have that meeting with your boss. Like, let me know what it is that I didn't understand. Maybe because I could have sworn, like, you said you wanted this done at 7, but you you're mad because... You, for some whatever reason, believe you said 4 p.m. I don't know. Something like that. A miscommunication. So you create a confidence in yourself like, no, you're not going to make me doubt myself. 
I know that I did what I had to do. So it creates a, a version where you can stand up for yourself. And, and it goes to show like those thoughts that came in, they're not, they're not always true, which is why your mind could be your biggest deceiver. So you, you don't have to believe everything that comes into your mind. The same way you, sometimes you believe you freaking seen something and you didn't, or you heard something and you didn't because you were thinking of something else. So you misheard what was actually being told to you. So it's, it's things like that. Your brain can lie to you. So you don't believe, you don't have to believe everything, all, every single intrusive thought that comes in. You don't have to believe it. You just have to learn when and be aware when that's happening so you can address it in that moment. And that goes to show as well, like previously in the previous video, being compassionate with yourself and having a little sympathy goes a long way. Because not because I'm saying feel sorry for yourself, but it's the same thing like your friend. You're not going to be that critical of your friend because you love them, right? So don't be that critical of yourself because this is what you're working on, to love yourself and accept yourself and be less critical of yourself. They all are intertwined with each other. One thing leads to the other. One thing unravels the next thing. So... That's why being sympathetic goes a long way. Have sympathy for yourself and learn. Learn to be able to move yourself out of whatever, whatever mental thoughts or state of mind you might be in that moment to get yourself out of it and look at it from, some, from a friend's point of view, how you would treat your friend. And at least talk to yourself differently and it'll help you out. Another thing that I noticed, which is so true, because I was trying to see like, well, when I'm critical of myself, this tends to happen. And if we could sit down and actually analyze whatever the situation that occurred that transpired to make you to become critical of yourself, analyze it. If you could sit after you get over, even if you cried, what after you get over that, sit down and look at the situation after a couple hours where you cooled off. So you can actually be able to pay attention to everything that occurred because you'll be able to see how that created for you to doubt yourself and it actually caused you to be less productive because you're not believing in yourself. Someone just told you, you know, you, you look ugly or you're not who you're, you're not who you're supposed to be. You're not up to your mom and dad's standards. So you don't believe, you don't believe you are that great of a person that great of a, of a coworker, that great of a friend, you don't, you know, it could go on and go on. It'll cause you to kind of in some way shut down and not even give yourself that second chance to progress, which is why it's very important for you to be aware of what's going on. In those moments, we don't have no control of when it's like, for instance, at work, a lot of times we don't have control of what how that conversation is going to go. But what you can control is the outcome of it, of not letting someone talk down to you and make you doubt yourself. Ask questions, ask questions. So you don't stop yourself from being productive. That's literally a really great step for you to keep yourself being productive and actually make them think twice of what they're saying, because you, it's not right for you to be just making someone feel 
like they're less than because you have issues with criticizing yourself. So you expect someone else to live up to those standards. No one, everyone has different standards of the way they want to be, the way they want to live their life. It's none of no one else's business to butt in because I have different views from everyone around me. Everyone around me has different views from me. Or I have more of an open mind than most people. It's, it's just, you know, the quicker you accept the fact that people are not always going to be on your mindset is the best thing. But you can always ask questions. Now, if you're talking about the way you are critical with other people, you know that stems from you growing up. Like the way that we, most of us grew up of, I can't speak for everyone, but I know most of us grew up hearing bad things. Like, like I was saying, you go to a party and, you know, they talk bad about you or your marriage or the way you look or something. There's always something bad to say, but there's hardly ever something good to say or hardly ever. There's not that many parents that I, parents don't sit there and just talk about their kids because it's a touchy subject. But I mean, in the sense of like at home, it's different. Be able to boost yourself up the sit. Like if your if your parent would have boosted you up the whole time, like mamas, you look gorgeous, honey, you're beautiful. You don't have to do wear. You don't have to wear makeup. You don't have to do whatever. Or just simply, you look beautiful in your makeup because if it's something that you like, support it, right? So it's the same thing. You be that support system for yourself, and that's what you'll actually project outward. You'll be more less critical of the people around you, less critical of people's situations, because you'll be more sympathetic of them, which is why it's important for you to be sympathetic of yourself. So that creates ultimately the best version of you. And I think if we haven't noticed yet, this is the ongoing theme of these episodes of creating the better version of you, because there's always room for improvement, not because you want to be the perfect person, but you want to be the perfect person for you. Loving yourself in the imperfections that you have. That is the best thing because you're not ever going to be perfect to no one because everyone has something that they believe in. Everyone has the way they grew up, the way that things should be done because their parents said they has to be done this way or they didn't grow up in the most best financial home and they do it a whole other way a better way that worked out for the family. At the end of the day, you do what is best for you, for your family, and for nobody else. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation today. To stay connected and never miss an episode, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune in. Stay tuned for more inspiring content, thought-provoking discussions, and engaging stories. Remember to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. Until next time.